And we are back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is the Art of Health Podcast. How are we doing, everybody? So, before I get started, just to give you guys an FYI, if you enjoy the podcast, if you want to support the ecosystem of what I do with the tweets, the emails, the articles, the products, the YouTube videos, the Facebook group, I do have a private Facebook group for those of you who are interested in a more one-on-one experience. If you want to support all that, you can find me on Patreon. I do have a Patreon account. I was asked many times why I didn't have a Patreon for a long time, so I finally started one. Uh, you can find me on Patreon. You know, any amount of support is appreciated. Uh, Alexander, I believe the Patreon is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, Art of Health. But you can support me on Patreon. When we get to 1,000 patrons, I'm going to have a taco party. And uh, that is the place to show your. That is the place to uh, show your enthusiasm for what I do in monetary fashion. <laughs> Let's say it creatively. All right. So that said, what is today's topic about? Today's topic is how to leave a place that is bad for you. I talked about this on Twitter, as I often do with my ideas, and it was a very popular idea. I raise for a lot of you who are young, and even for those of you who are more mature in age, you very likely, quite possibly, could be stuck in a place that is unhealthy for you. You could be stuck around toxic friends or toxic family. You could be stuck in, you know, maybe even a bad marriage, which I'm not going to quite get into this podcast. But you could be in a situation that is less than ideal to your satisfaction and to your ability to thrive. So what do you do in that situation? I do have an escape plan for this, in fact, because I have executed this myself. So, you know, obviously, as, as always, I speak from experience. This is not theoretical. Pardon me as I drink my iced coffee. So, what do you do to escape from a place that is bad for you? Let's just say it that way. Keep it very simple. I've become very fond lately of the, the good-bad modeling um, not in a moralistic sense, but in the uh, metaphysical sense of identifying those things that help you grow and identifying those things that are anti-life to you. But that's also somewhat sidetracking. So what are the steps? You know, what are the steps? And I believe there's seven steps to this. If you're living in a place that's bad for you, you first must, and this is sort of, let's say, step zero. So the zero, you know, not even step, the, sort of the zero principle to this is you, you must leave and you must recognize that you are in an unhealthy situation. Uh, if you are questioning, you know, well, am I in a good place or not? You're probably not. When you are in a good place, you will know. When you are in a bad place, you will know as well. So the, the zero principle to this is that you have to admit to yourself that you are in, an, you are in fact, in an unhealthy situation. You must accept that. There's no longer any space to deny. There's no longer... Uh, some struggle, some grasping at straws that, well, maybe this isn't so bad. If it's a bad place, it is a bad place, and so shall it be a bad place so long as you remain there. Don't fight that fact. So, if you accept that, well, let's say, as of right now, let's take a moment, and I mean this seriously, let's, I'm going to wait five seconds. All right, so you have accepted the fact that you live in a bad place, you need to leave. I'm dead serious about this. What comes next? Now we have the escape plan. So number one, in accepting that you must leave, you must be 100% serious about this. 
you have to know that this is going to take an immense amount of work. You have to accept that you're going to have moments of doubt. You have to reconcile with the fact that you probably are going to want to quit at certain points. And you also have to reconcile with the larger fact that this is going to be worth it if you stick with it and if you have the belief that you can do it. If you believe you can do this, it will happen. If you question yourself with every single incremental motion you make, it's not going to happen, people. So this is seriousness. This is 100% seriousness. In this, you know, with that comes self-discipline and comes dedication and comes consistency and comes momentum and movement. And, you know, we can get into the metaphysics that the underlying master principle of the universe is motion. But, you know, without, again, without sidetracking myself, are you serious? You have to be serious about this. If you're not serious, you will stay stuck where you are at. You know, the, one of the ironies of human beings is that the fear of the unknown is more terrifying to us than the pain of what is familiar. It's quite fascinating. You would rather stay where you are and endure and endure the continuation of toxicity and pain and general abandonment that you could be better. You'd rather endure that than have to venture into uncertainty and have a better life. So the pain that we know is better than the you know, the growth that is you know, unfamiliar to us. You can say that a bunch of different ways and make a quotable quote. But are you serious about this? So that's number one. You've got to be serious about this. Okay? Now moving on from number one, we have number two. This is going to take money. You're going to need to earn money. You're going to have to work somehow, some way. You will need to save up, and you're going to need to be disciplined with your spending and be disciplined certainly with your earning. You're going to need to do that, and you're going to have to create essentially a fund of sorts to bring this into being. Now, what do you do for work? I've gotten that question from young people many times. How do you, how do you make money online? People, I, I cannot give you answers of such uh, you know, remedial nature. People make money online selling. <laughs> what do people make money online at? There, there's, there are cam girls that make money online. You know, because guys, you know, pay the money to get naked. There are people making money online because Jeff Bezos owns Amazon. There are people on eBay. There are people making money, making money online from writing. There's everything that is online. Everything, everything that exists in the physical world exists online, and people profit from it. You know, writing, uh, side hustles, graphic design, you know, virtual assistants. You know, people that I mean, I've made. Teenage crypto millionaires. Like there are so many avenues to make money, and even not talking about online, but in even the real world, work at McDonald's, work at coffee shop, walk dogs. Yeah, I've you know one of my friends, Dylan Madden. Yeah, he's a gentleman. He's a young hustler doing well for himself. He started making money because he would buy stuff on Craigslist and then resell stuff for, at a higher price on Craigslist, and he'd also haul stuff for people away. He would he would haul he'd haul he would haul away. You know, basically like a you know garbage for people. He would haul away like unwanted furniture, and then he'd sell it. Um, he just he found ways to make money despite the you know the labor of his own hands and body. There are so many ways. You know, ho- hopefully you have something that pays you right now. But you know, if you're in a place where I don't know what I could do, everyone starts from zero. Yeah, that, that, that's it's, it's such an excuse. It, it's such an excuse to say that you know that you don't know what to do. You know, to to, to make a dollar. 
And I'm not telling you to sell drugs, but I mean, the, the, the number of hustles in the world are just infinite. I mean, truly, they are. They are infinite hustles to draw a profit from. So, you know, number two, being you're going to need to earn money. You know, number three, with everything I just said, you're going to need to do whatever it takes to make that money. You're going to need to do whatever it takes. So hustle, grind, be creative. And I, and I mean hustle and grind in the honest sense. I'm not talking about the, you know, the entrepreneurial romanticization of hustle and grind. I, I mean for a young person and even for somebody that's, you know, older and you're stuck in a situation, if you know that you need five thousand, ten thousand, three thousand, twenty thousand dollars to get out of that situation, you better start right now, today. Okay, because tomorrow's too late. Okay, five years ago was yesterday. Do whatever it takes to make the money. Get that cash, baby. I I mean that. Get that cash. So, well, that's two and three. Number four, what do you do? You gotta pick a place, pick a city to move to. So you're serious, you got your hustle, you're making your money. Now you have to set some hard goals. Where are you actually going to go? Now this might be, you know, maybe you live in a maybe you live with your parents and you don't want to move from the city where you live. You just want to move out of your parents' place. Okay. That's not too that's not too hard. That's reasonable. So you're going to move to a neighborhood. So you have to figure out that neighborhood. You're going to have to figure out what the costs are of getting an apartment or you know if you're really trying to you know, be broke to thrive later, you're going to have to figure out, okay, like I'm going to need to have roommates. How much am I paying a month? 400, 500, 600? How much is it going to cost me? If you're moving to a big city, which city? You know, I generally recommend just move to the biggest city that's closest to you. If you live out in California or in the suburbs, move to San Diego or move to Los Angeles. Um, you know, if you live out in, you know, I don't know, like, a, you know, Ventura County, uh, you know, maybe you move to Santa Barbara. If you live out in, you know, wherever the hell in Ohio, maybe you move to Columbus or Cleveland. Uh, you, you know, you live out in what uh, Missouri and whatever, you know, bumfuck Missouri. You move to St. Louis. It, it doesn't matter. Just you move to whatever big city is closest to you. Why a big city? Because big cities offer more opportunity, generally speaking. And not even generally speaking, they pretty much always do. The more people there are around you, the more opportunity there is because people are infinite beings and with more people come infinite opportunities to capitalize and become infinite opportunities to make money and come opportunities to just do things. You want to be where the people are. I think that's a Disney song. Yeah, isn't that a little mermaid song? I want to be where the people I want I want to be with where I want to be where the people are. Uh Something, something. I can't think of any of the other lyrics now. Uh, wow, I really sidetracked myself there. Anyway, so you want to be where the people are, just like Ariel said in The Little Mermaid. And she was right, okay? So in picking a place that you're going to move to, this gives you now some hard goals, though, because now you can actually start looking at apartment costs. You can start looking at roommate costs. You can start looking at, if you're going to drive there, how many tanks of gas is it going to take to drive there? If you're going to move 100 miles away, uh, you're gonna, and you know that's gonna take, you know, let's say two tanks of gas, two tanks of gas, three tanks. Okay, we'll save up enough for 24 tanks of gas. How much is a tank of gas? Say, uh, say, say it's thirty dollars, forty dollars. So you're gonna have twenty, let's just say twenty tanks of gas, forty bucks. You need to save up eight hundred dollars for gas. Okay, now you got some hard numbers. Uh, an apartment with roommates gonna be six hundred dollars. Three months, eight hundred dollars. Let's just say first and last. 
you know, five, so, you know, five times 600, uh, so $3,000 you want saved up. So 3000 plus 800 for the gas, okay, so dollars Food, if you're going to move to a place, it, you, you get where I'm going with this. When, when you pick the city, pick the place, now you have an actual geographic location that you can envision and you can see and you can plan and you can walk around there and look at what it's going to take for you to be there. It's not just in your head now. It's not just theory. It's not just an idea. It's an actual construct in the external world. So you pick a place. Whether it's close or far, it just doesn't matter. You have to pick a place. This is your vision for the future now. Now, number five. Number five. Plan to live on the cheap. So what does that mean? That means, like I said before, I'm, I mean, I'm sort of reiterating the same points, but you're going to have roommates. You're going to have to eat on a budget. You're going to have to minimize your expenses. You're not going to be going out every day getting yourself food. You're going to have to use public transportation, maybe. Uh, the more committed you are to broke living, the sooner your life will be thriving. I'm going to say that again because that's a good quote that I just came up with. The more committed you are to broke living, the sooner your life will be thriving. How is that? Because if you adopt a financial mindset of, let's say, conservatism, you know, in, in the sense of money, and you adopt a mentality that you're not going to spend and not just spend money to excess, but you're not going to expend your energies and focus to excess, your focus and your productivity and your self-discipline will be that much greater. How much greater? I don't know, but I know it will be greater because people that spend mindlessly also are the people that act mindlessly. And people that people that act mindlessly are the people that can't focus. The people that can't focus are the people that are undisciplined. And the people that are are the, the people that are undisciplined are the people that nothing happens for them because they are not consistent enough to make anything happen in the first place. So commit to being quote unquote broke for a while. I guarantee you you will thrive that way. Now You've committed to living on the cheap. You've found a place where, neighborhood, a city where you're going to live. You have, a, you are making money. You have created a budget for yourself. You're serious about this. You know what you need to do. What do you do now? Now you run the numbers. And I already said this before, but now we're let's dive into this. You run the fucking numbers, people. This is nitty gritty. This is the stuff that people don't like to do. Because you actually have to face up to the fact that, man, I don't have any money in my bank account. Life's expensive. Uh, I'm gonna have to, you know, I'm gonna have to earn. I'm gonna have to tabulate. I'm gonna have to organize. I'm gonna have to apply some logic. I'm gonna have to apply some external reasoning. I'm gonna have to write some things down. I'm gonna have to make a spreadsheet. Yep, that's exactly what you're gonna do. This is the nitty gritty, nitty gritty, baby. What do you do? Well, how much do you need to save? Like I said, how many tanks of gas? How many months of rent? How much for food? How much for phone service and utilities? How much for potential parking tickets? How much for, you know, maybe you should have a speeding ticket fund if you get pulled over. Now, I had a speeding ticket fund at one time. because Well, not a speeding ticket fund. I had a parking ticket fund because where I lived in San Francisco was an absolute nightmare for parking. I had a budget for that, which sucked, let me tell you. Yeah, there's a reason I don't like San Francisco. I hope Godzilla still, you know, I hope Godzilla is real and comes and destroys that city and levels it to dust and ashes. Um, but that is neither here nor there. So you run the numbers. And when you run the numbers and you figure out your numbers that you need, you figure out what you need to save, well, how long is it going to take you to earn that? How many months? If you're making $400 a week at four weeks a month, that's $1,600 a month, 
times, you know, let's just say five months, that's five times six, that is what, $9,000? Okay, well now you know how much you're going to save in that period of time. But how far away are you from your goal then? So can you make, can you save up in five months? Maybe wait 10 months. Maybe you need, you know, maybe you need 15 months. Maybe you need to go from making $400 to $600 a month to make that goal come faster. You run the numbers. This is basic, yeah, this isn't even business math. This is this basic life math 101. This is level 50 math, okay? This is, this is get your ass together and unfuck yourself and keep yourself alive and be a functional member of society math, okay? That's, that's what this level of math is, all right? When, we're saying, when I'm saying run the numbers, this is basic, basic. If you don't know how much you're making a week, how are you going to save up money? Yeah, I don't know. If you don't know what you make in a week, how do you even know what you're making in a day? What are you even doing then with yourself? How much are you making in a month? If you got debt to pay off before you can leave, how much debt? How much money are you going to be able to put towards that debt a month? Okay, well, how much do you need to make on top of what you're making to pay off that debt and still you know, execute your plans within a reasonable time frame? Run the numbers, people. This, this take, get pen and paper, pencil, you know, graphing paper, whatever, a whiteboard. I, it doesn't matter. Write that down and break it down. You have a calculator in your phone right now. I know you do because you're probably listening to this on your phone. Run the numbers. I'm always amazed when people don't do this. I want to move here. Oh, okay, cool. Where you, you want to move there? Well, how, may, how soon? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I'd like to move there next year. Well, that's, that's awesome. That's great. Good. I'm glad you have a vision for where you want to be. You know how much that's going to cost? Um, well, probably maybe this much. Probably maybe. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Definition. Definition. You cannot live amorphously and expect boundaries to appear. Run the numbers and add all of them up. Now, with running the numbers, I do have some suggestions with that. I like to use a 33333 rule. So I call that three months rent, three months transportation, three months food, three months cell phone. You know, I also add like another three of that, three months utilities. Those are your five threes. Five times three, that's going to give you, that's sort of you know, 15 things. You add all the things up, how much money is that? You know, I know for myself, uh, you know, I moved into an apartment in San Diego. So so I had a three months of rent, three months of transportation, three months of food, three months of cell phone costs, you know, three months of utilities. I added all of it up. I knew that rent was going to be $1,600 a month. So three times, you know, 60, so $4,800, that's what I needed. I need transportation, I need at least, you know, Reason me speak, I, I felt my car maybe once a week, forty bucks a week. You know, essentially, so one sixty a month. Okay, times three months, three times one sixty comes out what's it, three times six. That's what four eighty as well. You know, basically, okay, so I need four eighty plus forty eight hundred. Yeah, again, you start adding up three months food. That's going to be probably about four dollars a month. Three, you know, probably five hundred dollars a month. I think was the number I had. So three times five hundred, fifteen hundred. You know, plus four eighty. You know, plus you know, four, uh, plus four thousand eight hundred. You know, plus the other four eighty. Plus the utilities, I you know, but two hundred dollars a month for utilities. That's you know, six hundred dollars. I added up people. I knew I needed. I, I came out approximately that I need about ten thousand dollars saved. So that's what I saved over the course of a year, in addition to paying off a bunch of debt. I, I did the numbers. I did the numbers. It's simple. Now, if you're not going to do three months, I would say at least give yourself a sixty-day budget. Um, you can even break it down to the day by day if you know that. You know, each day you're alive, it costs you basically, let's say, like $100. Um, you know, because, again, you ran the numbers and you figure out that if you have all your expenses and you divide out your expenses by your number of days, okay, I need to make, 
uh, let's just say $75 a day. You know, I'm, just, I'm throwing out like an arbitrary number. Okay, so you have 60 days to make, you know, $75 a day. Uh, well, what, six times five, 36 times seven, you know, so you have, you have 60 days, you know, to make, uh, what, $4,500. Okay, well, then that's how much you need for those 60 days. Again, just, just basic numbers. You know, don't, don't overthink this, people. Like, it, this might, you know, hopefully you guys are not, um, you know, retarded at math, but this is not so confusing. It's really not confusing at all when you write it down. It's just it's basic addition, subtraction, division, multiplication. You run the numbers, and uh, this, you know, that's this, that's a running, learning how to run numbers is the start of building wealth. So that's what you do. That's number six, running the numbers. Yeah, I've really emphasized that hard. Since that, that always, that's always seems to be the thing everyone's reluctant uh, to engage in. Number seven, you're going to make a strategy and a vision board. And if you think this is lame, I don't care because you're going to do it. Okay, you know what's lame? You're a loser life that you're living right now that you wish was better than it is. That's what's lame. You know what's not lame? Admitting to yourself that you want better. Admitting to your, you know what's not lame? Is admitting to yourself that you want to be better. There we go. Admitting to yourself that you want to be better. Admitting to yourself that you aspire to more than you are now. What's not lame is admitting to yourself that maybe you do have the potential to change and there are things in this life that you have not done and you have goals that you desire and maybe you should actually write those things down. Maybe you should clip those things out of a magazine. Maybe you should actually express them to yourself and say them out loud instead of being embarrassed by them. So you're going to make a strategy slash vision board. Now, this could be a paragraph. You know, you know, I'd say this doesn't have to be a board. This could be a paragraph. You're going to write down in 10 sentences, 5 sentences, whatever. You're going to write down what you want to have happen and what you want your future to be. And you're going to post it up in your bathroom mirror or your, you know, maybe your bathroom mirror, your closet mirror, next to your bedroom, uh, or next to your bed. I don't care. You're going to post it somewhere where you can see it, and it's going to remind you every single day of what you need to be doing. You know, or you could create, if you're more visual, you make a vision board. Clip out all the things you want to have happen. Magazines, print them off the internet. I don't, I don't care, whatever. Just get some pretty pictures of things that you want, things that you desire, things that you aspire to. Put them on a board where you can see it, and you're going to stand there and look at that thing for 10 minutes every single, every single day, close your eyes, and think about the future. Think about the future that you are actually going to manifest. And I don't, I don't mean that in the new agey, hippie chick sense. I mean manifestation and the sensibility that every action you take is going to go, go towards the realization and creation and presentation of that goal, of that vision. That's what a vision board is. That's why it's called a vision board. If you can see the future and think about it, then you can make it happen. If you cannot see what you want and you cannot define what you want and you are unwilling to write about what you want and you in no way, shape, or form ever express it other than thinking it in your head, it doesn't matter. It's just a thought. And thoughts are meaningless. Thoughts are true. Thoughts are infinite, 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 and they're infinitely worthless. Until you take an idea and you impress it upon reality, it doesn't mean shit. So, you're going to make your strategy vision board. And I'm not angry right now. I'm just passionate about what I'm talking about. So, in making that strategy vision board, though, what's what's that going to do for you as well? Aside from bringing out what is inside you into the world, it reverse engineers the goal. Because now you've written down the timetable. You figured out how much you need to make, save, monthly, moving to. You've got targets. It's no longer, uh, what was the word I used earlier in the podcast? It's no longer amorphous. It's no longer unclear. It is now something that you have given boundary and given form and given, you know, given meaning to. So now that you've done that, what is there left to do? 
What is there left to do? What is there left to do? All that is left to do is number eight, action. This action trumps everything else that is not action. I'm an ideas guy, but I'm not an ideas guy. I have a creative mind. I can get very introspective at times. I just love to think stuff up and imagine the future. But fundamentally, practicality, pragmatically, immortality-wise, life and death, all that matters is what is done. And what what doesn't matter is what is not done. And what is not done, like all things, is infinite. What is done, that is what creates time. That is what creates the future. That is what creates you. You have to be taking action. And this isn't going to be a perfect plan, so don't get in your head that this plan is perfect now and you just do you know, the same thing and then it will all happen. No. You're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to adjust. You're going to get feedback. You're going to fail. You're going to falter. You will have points in time where you have to course correct. That is all going to happen. Yeah, you, you will, you'll, have to, you know, you'll have acuity where you see the goal. You'll have action taken towards the goal. You'll have optimization of said action. What? AAO. Yeah, if I was to abbreviate it. Um, I just made that up right now. But you're going to have to adjust and you're going to have to take action. And that process is, that is the process. Like all things, like all things in life, if you are not moving forward, you are moving backwards. So if you do all that, though, if you do all that, then I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you will get to where you want to be. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. If you don't do that, well, then you don't. And you know exactly what not doing that delivers to you. So that really goes without meaning explanation, I think. So that's your escape plan, people. That's the plan to make your life better. You got questions, comments, feedback. I upset you. Well, I really don't care if I did. But anything you want to share with me, obviously you know where to reach me. Get on the email list. The website, alexanderjuanantoniocortez.com. Send me an email. I'm always up for chatting. And I will talk to you all again. I will say good fortune, good action, and get going on what we just talked about. Adios, people.